sales negotiation techniques that work. When you're negotiating a sale, you'd like to be able to use your negotiation styles and negotiating techniques to get the other side to agree to the offer that you're making to them. Now, there's a number of different ways to make this happen. In sales negotiations, making the first offer is often a smart move. The reason that this is a good idea is because the first offer can anchor the discussion that follows and can have a powerful effect on the final outcome. However, if the other side moves faster than you and they make the first offer, you'll need, be, you'll need to be prepared to frame your counteroffer carefully. You're going to need some sales negotiation techniques to get what you want. Take time to choose the best rationale. When we're negotiating with someone, it turns out that there's two different types of rationale that we can use. The first is called a constraint rationale, and it focuses on what's holding you back from accepting the other side's offer. The second is called a disparagement rationale, and it critiques what the other party is offering. For example, by suggesting the quality is low. These two rationales have different effectiveness. Sellers were significantly more swayed by buyers' constraint rationales than by their disparagement rationales. The big question is why? Sellers may view the criticism in a disparagement rationale as being both inaccurate and rude, and react by standing firm on their price. Secondly, when buyers describe their financial constraints, sellers may take them at their word when they say they can't afford the deal that's on the table. What this means is that a buyer is likely to get a better deal if he accompanies his counteroffer with information about what his financial constraints are than if he tries to diminish the value of what's being sold. Likewise, a seller facing a buyer's first offer may get a better deal if she says she can't afford to go lower than if she disparages the buyer's BATNA, best alternative to a negotiated agreement. Focus on losses rather than gains. Research has shown that the people that you'll be negotiating with are more motivated to avoid losses than they are to achieve gains. In a series of experiments, people were pitched a product that would either save them money or would prevent them from losing money. It turns out that people were more willing to purchase the product that would prevent them from losing money. Since losses weigh heavily on our minds, if you frame the exact same price as a loss, it will likely have a greater effect than framing it as a gain. Divide losses, but combine gains. You would think that how people acquire money or how they lose it wouldn't really matter all that much. <laughs> it's the final value that really counts. However, it turns out that this is not true. Research has shown that people prefer to gain money in installments, but to lose money in one lump sum. As an example of this, people would enjoy finding a $50 bill for two days in a row, rather than just finding $100. Likewise, if they had to lose it, they'd prefer to lose $100 all at once, instead of losing $50 two days in a row. What this means for you is that in the process of business negotiation, when making a price concession, it can be smart to offer it as two or more smaller concessions, 
But when asking the other side for a concession on price, make one demand rather than two or more partial demands. You'll want to avoid over-justifying your offers. It turns out that even a lame justification for a first offer can be more effective than not making any justification at all. Likewise, people tend to rebel against the more significant requests with weak justifications. As negotiators, what we need to understand is that when a justification for an offer is easy to counter, it can inspire a backlash. This means that if you're a salesperson who has already shown off the many attractive features of your product, you can let your first price offer stand on its own. No need to make more offers. What all this means for you. Our goal during a principled negotiation is to present an offer to the other side that they can agree to. Making the first offer is a good way to steer things in our direction. However, if the other side beats us to the punch and makes the first offer, we're going to have to get creative. By using the correct set of sales techniques, we can steer the negotiation back in the direction that we want it to go. There are a couple different rationales that you can use in a negotiation constraint rationales, and disparagement rationale. Make sure that you're using the correct one for your negotiating situation. During a negotiation, we should focus on losses instead of gains because people that you're negotiating with are more motivated to avoid losses than they are to achieve gains. How people gain and lose money matters to them. It turns out that people prefer to gain money in installments but to lose money in one lump sum. Justifications can be a powerful negotiating tool. Even a lame justification for a first offer can be more effective than not making any justification at all. During a negotiation, you're going to want to take the time to frame your offer to the other side in a way that will boost your chances of them accepting it. Using the techniques that we've discussed, you will have a chance to re-anchor your negotiations and find a way to get the deal that you're looking for. Take the time to craft your offer in order to boost its appeal to the other side. 